Okay. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, what are we called again? Is are are you asking for real this time? Or? Yeah, for real. <laughs> it's respect the die. Inspect the die. Respect the respect die. Respect the die. <laughs> Inspect it. We're just gonna change the title after <laughs> when we're editing this anyway. Hello and welcome back to Respect the Die, the podcast where D and D gets dicey. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey. Oh uh, God, great. <laughs> I am your DM for this campaign once again. Uh, I'm calling it the Revenant campaign because obvious reasons. If you've been listening, yeah. I'm I'm Luke Larson. I don't know if I mentioned that, and I'm joined tonight once again by Samuel. Uh, hi, I'm Sab. Uh, I'm playing uh, Dave, the uh, the Triton warlock, who's um, d- does not have a fabulous tentacle beard anymore. So there's that. And the jo- jocund Jamie. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm playing Jersa, the Earth Genasi monk who likes to run up walls and stuff like that. Uh, Toraya? That's me, and I am playing Dina, who is honestly a part of her is sad she wasn't able to find the walnuts. Mm. <laughs> Okay, and no one else. So <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for that. Um, Just kidding, uh, Bryce as well. Hello, I. <laughs> my name's Bryce, and I am playing everyone's favorite skeleton with a heart, Casper Reckvelta. And easily forgotten. Oh yes, easily forgotten. Everyone's easily forgotten skeleton cousin, Casper. Uh, Okay, so this is going to be episode three of the series. If you didn't catch the first two, please go back and take a listen. Um, Enjoy. Get yourself something nice to drink. Uh, I think this podcast is best enjoyed in the bath with bubbles, of course. Um, (laughs) With your phone precariously held over the glass of wine. This is the use of a waterproof speaker. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, if you want to listen to it fully clothed and dry, I can't stop you. It's a free country. So, <laughs> All right. Where we left off, the four of you were in the apartment of Savis Mark, the sheriff of Ashwood. You had tied him up to a chair after a very brief uh, sparring match and we're interrogating him the relics of the the mad god we needed somebody else to get it so that you would incur the curse instead of us dave what do you how do you want to respond to this well that's disappointing it's not the theory that i had imagined jersa what's your reaction is that why you killed us? Mm, no, we killed you because the box had been opened. But we've just established here that we were not the ones that opened the box. So you tell me. You tell me why you killed us. Because if we didn't open the box, and you didn't open the box, this is a trivial piece of information that's irrelevant. And he stands up and, and uh, walks to the other and uh, Casper stands up and walks to the other side of the room. If you saw what was inside the box, or had taken anything out of it, 
Well, we had to tie up loose ends. But that's what we're saying. We didn't. What even was this curse that was supposed to fall upon us anyway? Is it the way we're back here now? <sighs> the curse of Agdramod. The demon king Agdramod. That was his temple. And whoever took that artifact, their souls would be bound to him. And what are you going to do with the artifact? Yeah, what was the plan? If you understood the nature of those artifacts that were in that box, you would, you would understand why. Perhaps you should enlighten us. And uh, Dave will um, disguise self again so that he takes on um, his own form, because he's still disguised as the sheriff up to this point, but he's dropped the voice. Um, and he shifts uh, into, uh, so that he looks as he did in life, but a bit more tall and dark um, in his appearance. What artifact do you possess? I don't know why I'm telling you all this. Well, you're not being very helpful. Perhaps because we've tied you to a chair. How about this for starters? And Casper uh, walks over to the other side and grips the back of the sheriff's head and wrenches his hair, his hair and head back behind him and coming really close to his head say, We have all the time in the world to talk about how our lives have fallen apart. Make a perception check. Okay. No, it's not uh -oh. great. I mean, to 16. Just as you yank his head back, your eye catches a glint of very shiny metal, some sort of chain around his neck. Ah. Now, tell us, Sheriff, what do we have here? And he uh, pulls the chain out. And the, so on the end of the chain... You try to pull it and snap it, but it doesn't break. And you you kind of you wind up catching it on his neck and kind of choking him a bit. And you see that dangling off the end of it is a medallion or a pendant of some kind. Hmm. Uh, the chain appears to be made of some kind of polished uh, white metal, like a white gold or a silver or a chrome. After it gets stuck on the on the sheriff's neck, I still am holding on to onto the sheriff's uh, hair, yanking it back, and I lift the medallion up to show uh, the others. Can any of you make heads or tails of this? Looking at the medallion, you see that it appears to be shaped like an eye, and the pupil is shaped like a cross. Does it remind me of anything? Not off the top of your head. Or make a religion check, actually. That is the one intelligence thing that Dave knows a bit about. Uh, that's a uh, 15. With that, this is not recognizable to you at all. It doesn't look like symbol for a god or deity you would know. Um, I mean, it looks like some kind of holy symbol, but not something you recognize. I haven't the faintest idea. Dina was going to take a step forward and sort of look at it. She has fairly high intelligence as well as both knowledge in arcana and history and would like to use those skills to her benefit in 
trying to identify the amulet. Okay, you can use any of those, but just tell me which one you're rolling so that I know what information to give you. I'm going to do history. Oh, I don't know anything. Um, so, Dina got a 10. Uh, so, she has never seen it before, probably. You don't recognize it? The art style is unusual. You don't even know what culture would have designed something like this. Like, it's very abstracted. It would look strange if it actually belonged to a living creature, you know? Jers is going to address the sheriff. You got weird taste in jewelry. <clears throat> don't, don't touch that. <laughs> it's mine. Hmm. Little touchy now, aren't we? Take it off him. Remember what we said about shouting? And I'll disguise self and I turn back into him with the slit throat. Make an intimidate check. That is a 21. He immediately quiets down and stares at you in fear. I'm going to take this opportunity to take the amulet off of him as opposed to ripping it off of him. He kind of struggles as you do. Hey, hey, hey. None of that. Um, but he doesn't he doesn't like actively resist, but you can tell he's really unhappy about this thing. And he goes, Please, it's nothing. That's just it's a family heirloom. I'm inclined not to believe you. Real convincing. Alright, maybe we can make a deal with you. What? If you tell us what we need to know, then you can have your weird necklace back. I'll tell you whatever. Any- anything! Jersa, I don't know. I feel like the amulet itself is more valuable for information than this man. Dina sort of glares at the sheriff. Well, he kind of dodged Dave's question earlier, so... We'll give it a shot, then. Yeah, what artifacts do you have? Make an insight check. Is this one good? <laughs> she asks about my dice. Come on, monk. Give us that wisdom roll. Ooh. That is a dirty 22. So as soon as you ask the question, you can see him trying to formulate a response, but he instinctively glances at the pendant you're holding as soon as you ask the question. What's the matter? Is that your, is that your master? The artifact is uh, uh, this uh, belt buckle. Oh, the medallion is the artifact. I got it. No. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Dina, you're right. We, we, we're going to hang on to this. He starts, he goes, no, and he starts struggling and um, yanking himself around, and the chair topples over, and he starts shouting, give it back. Well, that's quite the position you've got yourself in. We could just leave you there on the floor. Uh, I'm going to shove a gag or, or something like into his mouth. Okay. I'm not going to make you roll for that. You shove it in his mouth. I'm going to go uh, below the bed. I'm going to pull the chest out again and open it. What? You found the box? Dina strides over to the bed to crouch down next to Dave and look at the box. Well, as you can see, it's empty. But yes, I found the box. Now that you have a chance to look at this box more closely, um, you see that it's it's a wooden box, some kind of fine hardwood, and you can see that it is finely carved. Almost immediately, you spot the eye of the pendant among the forms that are carved into this box. 
Are there any other symbols that look similarly prominent in the box? Or does the eye look like the most prominent symbol? Well, to be honest, the eye isn't that prominent because it appears in several places around the the patterning. So it's not like standing out. But yeah, you see some other shapes. Can we identify those? There is a circular shape containing a spiral. The There are a number of kind of faces. Uh, humanoid faces that appear in a number of different emotional states, only appearing once on the box, um, perhaps two people in an embrace, and then finally, a shield shape. I'm still over by the sheriff as the other three have gone over to take a look at the box. And I kneel down next to him, and I place myself very close to his face. And I speak to him in a way so that the others don't necessarily hear what I have to say. As you look at him, his face looks like it's just filled with despair and fear. And there's tears flowing down across the bridge of his nose and puddle dripping onto the floor uh, where his cheek is smushed. And he seems to barely register you. He's... His eyes are fixed on the other three. I reach what I see to be a skeletal hand over to his cheek, and I smack him. Hey, look at me. He looks at you. Now that I've got your attention, and now that you seem to be in the right frame of mind for the situation you find yourself in, I want to offer you what could be described as an opportunity to uh, make some recompense for the decisions that you've made concerning myself and my compatriots. Because here's the truth. The two over there, the squid fella and the young lady, are quite keen to walk back over here as soon as they're done with that box and ram a dagger right through your skull. They're likely inclined to do so. And to be frank, I'm far more terrified of them than you probably are. And so, here's what I want to talk to you about. Unless you start listing off the names, locations, and places of your fellow assassins, there's nothing I can really do to stop them from taking that blade and severing your sad head from your sad body make an intimidation check and because that was so well role-played uh you can have advantage or you can take a an inspiration Ooh. Whatever you want. i'll take advantage i don't know if i'm gonna need it that is going to be that's an 18 okay well this guy is rolling absolutely terribly on his not be intimidated rolls so through the gag he nods frantically dry your tears dry your tears i take a bit of the end of his shirt and i and i rip it off and i start to dab the tears off of his eyes and yeah yeah, yeah that's good that's good yeah stop the crying stop the sniveling and i write him back up and i pull the gag off of his mouth and i turn to the others and i say uh my friends 
I think the sheriff has some things he'd like to say. You just want to know the, the names of my compatriots? And the locations. Or your best guess as to where we might find them. Okay. No, I'm just uh, just playing with the fantasy name generator. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm getting the town names for where they're living. It's like the uh, the the computer loading screen generating town <laughs> names, <laughs> generating NPCs. <laughs> All right. Um, our friend with the Golden teeth, Ichton Claver. He is a priest in the town of Wheatfield. The masked woman, she goes by Asu, but uh, I have no idea what her real name is or where she is. Our doctor was Silk. He lives in Whitmanburg. Hortensia, Sal, always traveling, so I don't know. Please let me go. I've told you everything. Well, Sheriff, I will just say thank you kindly for your services. But I will leave that decision to my compatriots. His eyes grow wide and he screams, You promised! And he starts shaking in his chair, um, trying to throw the chair around. I shove the, the cloth thing back into his mouth to try and shut him up. If we let you go, and you do not try to follow us, or contact your friends, then Adramold won't come to take your soul. Do I need to roll deception? Because <laughs> <laughs> Dina's not even convinced. Adramold, our best we friend. We totally didn't jailbreak. <laughs> he sent us back. Adramold, I mean Adramold, Adramold. That guy, he'll come get you. Yeah, yeah, Badramold. He's going to kill you. Nat 20. Oh my gosh. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm just so convincing because I believe it myself. <laughs> <laughs> Jersa is on a sworn mission from Badgermold to... <laughs> Ad- Badgermold is, you know... He's he's your patron. He sends us back. He, he's your patron. He goes patron. back to life. Hey, okay, so he f- freezes up, paralyzed, and he slowly nods. I say we spam. I say that if he ever wants to see the medallion again, it would be after we've finished dealing with our business with everyone else. And he better not do anything to make us unhappy before we can come back and return it. it assuming nobody protests to this, I'm just going to put the medallion uh, away, like, in my pocket. I wanted to keep the box so we can figure that out later. Yes, yes, let's keep the box. He's he's pretty convinced that the demon lord's gonna come for his soul uh, if he goes after you. I'm gonna go ahead and start uh, cutting him loose, and I'm just gonna say, anybody asks what happened to you, you tell them that you were fighting a squirrel and you took a bit of a tumble down the stairs. Right, we'll be going now, slowly, out the back. Why don't you stay up here for a bit? Um, so you guys cut him loose. Um, he doesn't get up from the chair. He just kind of sits there. He's, he's kind of in shock. And you make your way down the stairs 
um, and out the back door. Is there anything else you want to do in here before you leave the building? Yes. Okay. I'd like to just check the sheriff's office for weapons. Yeah, he's got a reasonable number of weapons. You find a few short swords. Some of them are kind of beat up, but you find like one really one that looks like it's in pretty good condition. Okay. Okay. So you now have And I'll take two, the second best one uh, as well. Halfway decent. Definitely not like masterwork swords, but they'll do. Although they'll need to be maintained. Um, and then you guys make your way out the back door. Does he have a map? Good idea. No. Okay. There's there's a document that describes the boundaries of the hamlet, but it just describes it in words. Would we know from our memories from, from life, from the before times, um, where some of these towns would be? Wittenberg, definitely. It's a fairly decent-sized city in the area. Um, Wheatfield, possibly. Make history check. Oh, wow. 14. You've heard the name Wheatfield before. Uh, you think you know what region it's in, uh, but you're not sure you would know how to get there. Did anyone else make a history check on Wheatfield? Uh, I did. I rolled a dirty 25. Oh, okay. Yeah, you've been there. Oh, I've been there. Yeah, you know exactly how to get there. And it's actually not too far out of the way to get to Whitmanburg. Um, it's kind of in, in between. Fairly close. I want to point out that I have the the wanderer aspect, which means I have an excellent memory for direction and geography. Okay. 15. Oh, yeah. You know your way around the region. Um, I mean, with your feature... Um, I think normally with a 15, I would say the same thing to you. I said to Sam. But with okay. your feature, you know your way around the region that Wheatfield's in. So you've never been there, but you're pretty sure you like could find it. You've seen it on a map, and you have a pretty good memory. Well, gang, where do you think we should head next? Wheatfield's not far away from here. So I'd say maybe day and a half's journey from here to there. Here's the real problem that we have at hand. And I kind of uh, envision this conversation taking place as we're as we're walking away from uh from Ashwood. Yeah, we need to get away. Yeah, like we're we're kind of in in hustle mode away from there. The real problem is that whatever is waiting for us in Wheatfield is most likely much much stronger than the sheriff that we just left behind. And most likely, he is going to be sending word ahead of us so that whoever is waiting for us is ready when we get there. I imagine we're kind of walking into a much tougher situation. Yeah, but I'd say we have the upper hand. How do you figure? We're ghosts. As far as they know, we, we were sent back from the dead to wreak havoc for our unjust killing. Now, Jersey, you bring up a really good point. I guess if we're in all agreement, we're acting on behalf of the Demon King. We're returning to him what is his. That's the official line, as it were. Dina sort of shakes her head with a thought and says, Now, that does bring up a good point. 
there's always a chance that we could manage to return these things and maybe receive a boon. But I'm much more concerned about what Adramold will do when he finds out we've escaped. He already knows. Wasn't it him who saw us? Oh, yeah, the... When we got on the boat? The big fella, yeah. He's pretty mad. I'm more concerned about that. As you guys are having this conversation, are you just talking in the alleyway behind the... No, we've no, been no, no, no. walking. We've, we've, we've been, like, running okay. away from, from, from the city. Okay. We've been Naruto running uh, with our arms behind We're our backs. We're just clacking <laughs> in the wind. You can run across water now. <laughs> oh, man, I can probably go underneath water and not have to breathe. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no, we don't, we don't have to, like, purchase supplies for the journey. <laughs> we don't need to sleep? Oh, wait, we probably do need to sleep. That is a good question. Can we just, like, walk the whole way without stopping to rest? Uh, you could try, yeah. Dave, hit me. Hit you? Can we be hotened? Yeah, haven't you always wanted to hit an elf? I, I, I <laughs> fire an eldritch blast. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, make, make an attack roll. Oh, no. That's not good. Uh, it's a it's a half-hearted Eldritch Blast. Technically, I could fire two, so. Oh, my gosh. Okay, that one probably hits. That's a, uh, that's an 18 to hit. Oh, yeah, that, that, that for sure hit. You take, um, you take eight damage. All right, um, so the blast, uh, what part of his body were you targeting? Um, just, like, like, is the left side of his ribcage. All right, so two of his rigs, ribs snap, and he hurtles backwards and kind of bounces across the pavement, and it makes like a sound like wood planks of wood clattering on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> or Casper, you take eight points of damage. Oh, no. <laughs> You should ask me to hit you. Yeah, you do actually fly ten feet through the air. Yeah, no, no, I'm, 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 I'm on the ground, and I, you start to see like the, the, like the, a skeleton standing up in the road, like, oh, oh no, oh yeah, we, uh, we can definitely get hit. We can, we can for sure get hit. Oh, Dave, you broke my ribs. Yeah. That answers a really important question for us. As I, as I hobble back to, back to the group. As far as weapons and armor go, we are in deep trouble. Especially if we get raided, for example, by a demon spawn or whatever city guard the night watch is ahead of us. And I pull out one of the short swords. Because this is not going to do very good against demon spawn. In the meantime, the wheat field then. Would you mind if we stopped for a minute? Of course. We stopped Naruto running. I need about an hour for something. Um, and uh, Dave, you know, once we like find a spot to sit down and, and rest for an hour, uh, Dave sits down on his knees and uh, begins to perform a ritual. Basically what happens is that like an inky black pool appears and he begins to kind of reach inside and he's pulling out what looks like like shipwreckage stuff. He pulls out like a trident that's like covered in seaweed. No, that's not it. Throws that to one side. He reaches down again and he pulls out like a, a chain. At one point he pulls out like a like like half an arm, puts it back down in there. He's doing all of this stuff and everything looks kind of spectral and misty. And then at last he goes, 
ah, that's it. And he pulls out this book covered in darkness and the darkness kind of drips off of it like liquid. It's a tome, but the cover looks sort of like fish scales and there's like a large eye on the cover of it. And then the the inside of the book itself, actually, when you look at the edges, um, it looks like there's small teeth there. He opens it up and uh, begins to scan over it and he says, yes, yes, all right, everything's in order. And he closes it shut. We can move on now. Okay, as you've been sitting here for an hour, you can take a short rest. You're you're like a mile from the town at this point, and you can get the benefits so you can roll hit dice to regain your health, Rice. Jersa, while he's doing this weird thing, Jersa's going to turn to uh, Dina and Casper and say, you guys, you guys think this one's all right in the head? It's kind of weird. Oh, who, Dave? It's certainly unconventional magic. If I'm being completely honest, I've never seen anything like him before. Not in, not in Rekvin, not in Skullgard, nowhere. He's just weird. Looking at him, you'd think that <laughs> he doesn't see anything above water very much. Of course he's going to be strange. Doesn't mean we can't learn anything from him or be helped by him. All right, I guess I'm kind of weird myself. Yes, indeed, you're Janassi. <laughs> never seen, any, never really seen much of anyone like you before, either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind it. Dave kept on bringing up uh, the the great one, the the dark one. He he keeps talking about him as if it's like a <laughs> some some god. <laughs> Of course, as we all know, there's only one true God. But you're right. We, we're all we're all different. But we all seem to be in the same boat. You know. We did all get here in the same boat. I'll take the hour to uh, to try my best to sharpen the two short swords with whatever makeshift whetstone I can I can get a hold of. And Dina spends the hour um, observing Casper to see if those ribs can repair over time, and she's very interested in that. Okay, <laughs> let's fi- let's find out. As you wait, uh, the sun begins to set. You're left in the early twilight, and in the fading light, Dina, while uh, Casper is honing his blade, um, there's a popping noise, and his rib suddenly snaps back into place. Oh, that was grand, wasn't it? Yes, it's very good to know. Not only that we can be hurt, but that we can recover. That's very important. No greater truth spoken. Was concerned about that. Okay. Do you guys continue on the road? Yes, as soon as Dave is done. Yes. Okay, so Dave gets his tome. And you all head off back down the road, continuing northwest towards Wheatfield. You wind up leaving this kind of wider cobbled paved road onto a a dirt road. And now and then you spot a farmhouse, a barn. The area you've been in has been mostly forest with like areas that have been cleared for farming. You know, a wood and then a field and then more woods. Um, And then it kind of flattens out into a grassy plain. And you begin to see somewhat larger pastures. You realize you've been walking for 
hours and it's probably into the early hours of the morning and you don't feel tired at all. There's no fatigue setting in. And then in the middle of the night, you pass like a lone tree hanging over the road. And as you walk under it, you hear a voice from above. Well done. You look up and in the darkness is a shadow against the stars in the sky. And two giant silvery dinner plate eyes stare down at you. Wait a minute. I know you. I remember you. There's a flash of white, a smile, a row of pointed teeth appears in the shadows. The voice says, good to see you again. Hi. It's a pleasure to see you as well. If you don't mind my asking, what are you doing here, friend? You surprised me. You let him live. I never know what to make of humans. Well, in, uh, in our defense, none of us are human. <laughs> you are more human than me. Tell me. I have to know. Why help us? Back there. Dago wants revenge. You let him down. Maybe it'll be okay. We'll see. The face turns and um, blinks at the rest of you. And then you see a shadowy hand in the night point off in the distance. And if you follow his finger, um, you see the shadow of a building uh, coming up on your left, maybe a barn. Be careful of that barn. And then disappears. Wait, uh, I didn't get a chance to ask him what his name was. Who did he say wants revenge? Dagoch. I've never heard the name before. Dave, anything in your book tell you about a name like that? You can make religion checks or history. Dave picks the book up and instead of opening it, he puts it next to its ear. And uh, you hear like muttering and like abyssal. <laughs> I know abyssal. That's a 19. A 19? Mm-hmm. Okay, anyone else? I rolled a one. Dave, do you speak Abyssal? Yeah, we established that in the first episode. Oh, okay. So actually, you would recognize that name. It means the Mad King. It's not a name, it's a title. We seem to run into a lot of trouble with a lot of different kind of kings. The Demon King, the Mad King. If we're not careful, we're going to end up on the castle walls of some king of some abyssal territory that we were not prepared to fight. My allegiance is only to the starved god. These petty eldritch things are all unimportant. He was mad at us. He was mad we didn't kill the sheriff. Yeah, that was curious, wasn't it? Is that what we're supposed to do here? I mean, I certainly felt a powerful need for revenge. I don't think I always was so bloodthirsty. I mean, you've also never been murdered. I think my response is perfectly valid. Uh, make perception checks, please. Sure. I am rolling well tonight. Yeah, me too. That is a 19. 27. So with a 19, so the way you guys are standing in a circle, um, talking to each other, Dave, you are facing back the way you came. And Casper, I'm going to say you're facing forward, the way you are headed. 
And almost at the same moment, Dave, you see a glint of light, like a flicker of orange light from a crest on the hill behind you. Casper, you hear very, very quietly, like you can barely make it out. You hear the sound of chanting coming from the barn ahead of you. Does the light, the, it's like orange light from behind the crest, like fire? Yeah, like torchlight. I would turn to the rest of the group and I would say, I think we may have a search party after us. And uh, what is the sound of the chanting coming from the barn? Can I make it any of the, of the words? What languages do you speak? Sure. Uh, I speak uh, an interesting collection of various natural dialects, uh, obviously Elvish. I speak common, druidic, Elvish, and giant. Okay. You have no idea what they're saying. It sounds like total gibberish to you. The only thing you make out is this word repeated over and over. Okay. Of the options in the road... Is, is there is the road that leads past the barn, and there's the road that leads back up towards the torches. Mm-hmm. And there's fields to either side. What kinds of fields? You, you don't know in the dark. It's very dark. And whatever it is, it's spring, so they're young. Not really a place to run. We kind of got to make a decision. Face the torches or face the barn? There's also the tree next to you. What are we hiding from? What? There's torches behind and there's a cult in front. Uh, what? Well. The chanting. It does not sound pretty. Can Dina sort of listen for it? Uh, Yeah, make another perception check now that you're listening for it. That's a 17. Okay, once he points it out to you, you can hear it, but you can't make it out at all. Perhaps we head to the barn. Our silver-eyed friend said to be cautious about the barn. Well, it would make good cover from whatever's looking for us. Hide behind it, maybe? Exactly. Barnet is. I cautiously, at a quick, as quick a pace as I possibly can, make my way towards the barn. Um, Are you guys being stealthy? Yes, stealthily as fast as possible getting to the barn and using it as a and just trying to figure out what's going on inside okay so you scamper towards the barn doing your best to stop your bones from clacking as you oh, scamper no, I forgot about my bones um no it's fine roll a stealth check it's fine he says it's fine oof okay all right can i can i use merge with stone mm-hmm. aka pass without a trace oh uh, does that only work in stony environments, though? I think it just in the earth. Okay, yeah, and that actually gives a plus 10 to everybody. Oh, wow. Well, in that case, I have a 37. That's very helpful. I have a 24. I have a 17. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a 5. So I really needed that uh, plus 12 there. <laughs> I really needed that plus 12. So, yeah, you're kind of stomping down the road um but the sound from your boots is magically muted i imagine my my stealth check is is poor just because like i'm i'm quite tall i'm hunching i'm hunching <laughs> dave dave you're the to- dave you're the tallest thing for 10 miles please 
All right, so as you approach the barn, um, you can make out more detail. You glance behind you, and it looks like a lantern, or actually three lanterns, have come over the crest of the hill. And you can see figures on horseback. And the lanterns catch off a turquoise and white patterning on a robe over their armor. Make history checks. 17. 13. 19. All of you know, this is an easy one, 10. All of you know that these are royal paladins. Oh, that's scary. And their job is specifically to uh, root out evil and demonic forces in the land. And as you approach the barn, you see it's kind of a worn down old dried out barn. And you see these flashes of cold blue light coming through the cracks. And you hear in abyssal that this word that they were chanting, Pesach, Pesach, is come forth, come forth, come forth. You would guess by the voices that there's about 12 people inside. Sounds like all men, but you can't see anything else. Dang, I was imagining a bunch of goblins. (laughs) Does anybody want to try and climb up? Get a view of the inside. Oh, uh, Casper's already climbing up the wall. Dave, have you considered you could pretend to be whatever they're summoning? I could, but it depends on what their expectations are. I feel like it'd be a real laugh. Hey, make athletics checks. Oh, are you guys going to climb up? Oh, I'm climbing up. Okay, so yeah, there's an opening for hoisting hay up. Mm-hmm. On the second floor, you can. You think you can get to it? You want athletics or acrobatics? Either one, actually. I will take the athletics, uh, and that's an 18. Yeah, so you climb up no problem, and you manage to do it. Thankfully, due to the spell, the Pass Without Trace, that's still nearby, you manage to do it quietly, and you get up into the hayloft of the barn, and you creep over to the edge of the hayloft and peer down, and you see this group of figures, 12 figures. They're gathered around a magic circle that's drawn in the ground in chalk. I'm sorry, not in chalk, just in the dirt. And they've kind of swept this set middle section of the barn clean. And you can hear the barn animals are kind of really upset by this activity and are mooing and buying and stuff. Every few seconds, the magic circle like flashes a cool color. Sometimes it's kind of an indigo color or a green color, but the flashes are getting slightly brighter and more frequent. And the 12 men are just standing around holding their arms up, repeating this. Are there any uh, symbols or insignia on any robes or items? Their robes are quite plain, actually. The magic circle has a lot of symbols etched into it. You can make an arcana check. Yeah, there's the wrong guy crawling into the rafters for that. Let's see how this goes. Okay, well, the luckiest 19 of all. Um, that's going to be a uh, 25. Ooh, required a 20. All right, so you can tell that... They are summoning a demon. That's obvious. What wouldn't be obvious to a normal person 
is that they're trying to summon a specific type of demon, or I should say a demon from a specific realm. That is, they're trying to summon a demon from Carcery, which is the realm of the demon king, where you were imprisoned. Ah, I pivot, I pivot turn, and I run, and I jump out of the hayloft towards the ground. You just, you explode into a pile of bones and then reform. <laughs> <laughs> reform real quick, and then I, then I keep running. Before you do any of that, you need to make an acrobatics check. Yes, I, I, yes, I would assume that I do, unless I just explode into a pile of bones. Oh, no! <laughs> the rolls have got me, finally. Uh, that is a five. You do a running leap out of the building and soar through the air with your uh, right foot extended in front of you and your left foot behind you, and you look glorious for a minute, and then you strike the ground and your right foot snaps off and goes flying off into the darkness. Oh, no. And you collapse onto the ground. Oy. And I say, I need you all to stall and get help. There's all hell about to break loose. And I guess I'll start looking for my foot. Just as you are doing this, as you're looking for your foot, and you guys look at each other, you hear another voice from the barn. You hear a voice shout, Paladins are coming! Quack! And the chanting stops, and you hear everybody shouting. You hear this bustle from inside the barn. But it's like a quiet bustle, like they're trying to be quiet, but you hear things moving around. You hear straw being swept. What do you guys do? I press up against the side of the barn so the paladins won't see me. I'm going to go dive and try to find wherever my foot went. All right, you find it no problem, and you it snaps back <laughs> on. Oh, good, wonderful. And then I slam my back up again and brace against the door of the barn to try to keep them from to keep whoever's inside from pushing their way out dina's gonna hide okay behind the barn uh yeah it's just gonna be behind the barn jersa's gonna get really low to the ground because she's like the same color as everything around her so she's gray so she's not gonna really stick out so you just look like a mound of dirt when you lie down. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. I, yeah, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> and with whatever time we have left, I shoot the dirtiest of looks to everyone else hiding. What are you doing? Help me. Do I look like a person blessed with strength? You hear Dave reply to you in your mind, and it just says, Forgive me if I, an undead creature, do not want to be near paladins. You don't look undead. I don't know if paladins are different. They, they're supposed to hunt things like us. I've just realized I could be screwed. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't move, though. Okay. So you are pressed up against the door facing the road. The rest of you are hiding. And after a few minutes of this quiet, hushed bustle, you hear whispering from inside the barn and stuff being spread around. You hear a creak of, it sounds like, furniture being moved. And then you see firelight go up inside the barn. And then you hear music playing. It sounds like somebody has a fiddle and somebody else is on an accordion. And they're playing like a fast-paced jig. And you hear like old-timey singing coming from inside the barn. Paladins? Uh, the paladins are getting closer. Um, you think they're about 100 yards off. I think Dave has a point. Can't they register undead creatures? 
Jersh is whispering all of this. You, like, you turn and you're like, a talking rock? What? <laughs> <laughs> I like that better than a mound of dirt. You can tell they're trotting. Ah, Dave poses such a great point. I'm going to dive off to the opposite side of the barn from where they are and try to hide myself on the other side in whatever scrub brushes around. Okay. So you hide. A few seconds pass and the trotting sound gets closer. The sound of men dismounting from horses. And then you hear a knock on the barn door. The barn door opens and you hear a voice going, Hoy, what we have here? It's the royal paladins come to our little festival. And you hear like kind of a mumbled gruff voice from the paladins um, in response. You hear another voice goes, Ah, oh, well, come on in. Welcome. You won't find any suspicious things here, I dare say. <laughs> no, this is just really our good. annual uh, spring uh, festivals celebrating the building of this year barn. We have uh, plenty of mead for you. Um, oh, uh... <clears throat> Nothing to see under there. Oh, that's just a... Oh, uh, that's a family heirloom knife we use for... Uh, we still use it to drain the blood from the pigs, to be honest. A cult knife, you say? Well, did you know that this knife was a, from the, was a cult? Oh, no, I didn't know that. We've had it for generations. I never knew great-grandpappy was into that sort of thing. Well, if you need to confiscate it, go ahead. You hear this conversation continue uh, from inside. What are you guys doing? Psst. Hey. Hey, you, you magic people. Is there a way to do some kind of spell and make it look like these people are doing exactly what they're saying they're not doing? Well, yes, there's a whole branch of illusion magic that could create any form of things that they might have summoned tentacles from the floor or whatever it is that you want. Yes, that. Do it. Oh, this is a great idea. No, no, I I don't study illusion magic. I can't do any of that. It just, it exists. You asked if it was possible, and yes, magically, it's possible. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's great. Can you do it? Luke, mm-hmm. there's no way to see inside other than to like go up to the door, right? There's some pretty large cracks in the siding of the barn. Okay, do okay, I look inside? Do I see any open flames? Yes. Okay, I'm going to cast Thaumaturgy, and I'm going to make the flame shift green. Uh, as he says, oh, I didn't know Grandpa was like into cults. Like, we'll shift green. Yeah, so give me, I guess, a sleight of hand to see if you can say this spell quietly enough. Oh, that's not very good. That's only a eight. So you cast this spell, and unfortunately, as you do it, one of the paladins glances in your direction and sees this gust of magical energy shoot through the cracks in the barn at the fire and make it billow up. All the cultists inside are kind of caught off guard. One of them shouts, Oh, I thought we stopped this some... Uh, the the throwing uh, copper dust in the fire. But the paladin ignores this and 
draws his sword and goes out the door of the barn. Oh no! At the same time as that set of events happen, I will go ahead and cast a thunderclap and a burst of this crazy loud thunderous roar echoes and shakes the building of and shakes the entire barn okay so there's this huge thunderous boom so now the other two paladins draw their swords and start looking around for the source one of the cultists goes did someone cast thunderclap wait uh, um not that i know magic <laughs> <laughs> Country bumpkin cultists. I love it. It's so good. But yeah, the three paladins are coming around. You have about maybe ten seconds. Should we run? They're coming. They're coming outside, and we're all kind of like around the side of the barn, right? Mm-hmm. I'm on the opposite side of the barn. Oh yeah. I'll go ahead and just cast fog cloud. I can do that with my racial ability. You see beads of water kind of cover Dave, and then they all just kind of begin to evaporate, and uh, mist spreads out from him and fills up the area, which will cover... Yeah, it's a 20-foot radius sphere, so it's 40 feet wide. Um, So I'll just cast that basically around us. And so the whole area around us is, like, heavily obscured. So yeah, this fog cloud fills the area behind the barn and fog begins to seep through the slits in the wall into the room. And you hear the cultists inside going, Oh, what's going on out there? There's something weird going on out outside. I'm going to say to Jursa and Casper, in their minds one at a time, Go to the horses by the paladins. Grab them. Run, ride as fast as you can away. We will meet up at Wheatfield. Don't have to tell me twice. And I make a bolt for one of the horses. Okay. As you sprint towards this horse, they rear up and whinny in fright. And one of them runs at you and tries to kick you. Because you're a skeleton. Neat. And does a 14 hit you? Nope. Okay, so you duck out of the way as it's sort of stomped down on the ground. Um, where you just were. Um, and as now that you're like right up next to it, you can see that it's sort of shimmering um, with some kind of unpleasant aura to you. It reminds you of the shimmering aura that was around the temple back in Ashwood. Mm, that's not good, is it? And then you hear one of the paladins say, they're going after the horses. And they come running back around the corner. And you see the three paladins. It's in this moment that I will wild shape into a horse. Okay. And piss on out of there. <laughs> Let Jersa ride you. Goodbye. <laughs> Quick. Jersa, grab on tight. I, ne- I didn't leave. I was still asking them questions. Wait, who are you asking questions, Jersa? I was planning on asking Dave to give me the amulet. So you guys are still behind the barn. Casper, you turn into a horse and book it down the road. Do you go in the direction you were going before, towards Wheatfield or back towards Ashwood? Towards Wheatfield. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Jersa. Well, I'm, I'm not so sure when the timeline would be now, but okay. I guess it was before the horses whinnied yeah. that I asked Dave, give me the ambulance. Why? 
Because if you're caught and they catch you with that, you're dead. You're dead on top of dead. I can turn invisible. Oh, I've, I didn't know that. <laughs> okay. So then I run. Okay, where do you run? I run around the barn the back way, I guess. Okay. So you are currently, the three of you are behind the barn, right? I thought we were like pressed up to the side of it is what I... Okay. So you run around to the back? Yeah. Okay. So just then you hear the whinny as you run around the back. You hear the whinny and you hear the paladins shout there at the horses and they turn around and go back to the horses. Oh, then I... Yeah, then I would stop. Okay. So you guys stay behind the barn? Yeah. I'll stay at the back. You hear a series of three yes come from the front of the barn and you hear uh, hoofs, hoofbeats take off down the road. So Casper, these three horses are now on your tail. Let's see, what kind of horse did you turn into? I think I was going to try to replicate whatever they had. Can you turn into a, oh, you can do a challenge. Yeah, 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 Never mind. So as a war horse. I could be a war horse. You also don't have anybody on top of you, so that's a big advantage for you. That's true. It <laughs> is a big advantage. This registers to me, and I'm going to stop, and I'm going to start freaking out in the middle of the road, all horse kicking and whinnying and just absolutely losing my horse mind. It's a magical sight to see. Okay, make a performance check. Eventually, my rolls are going to betray me, and everything is going to turn sideways. Oh, no. Ten. So the three other steeds skitter to a stop uh, about 10 feet from you, and you hear one of the paladins cast a spell on himself. You can make an arcana check to see if you know what it was. Sure. Let's see what, see what he's got. 14? Mm, yeah, you're not sure what he cast on himself. And then he speaks another word in a language you don't recognize, but it booms through your core, and you feel like it's coming from inside of you, and for a moment, you feel like you're standing in an abyss, and I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. 21? Oh. So, you feel this energy coursing through your veins, and it's like, you feel yourself starting to tense up and freeze in place and you manage to pull yourself out of it and snap yourself back into the moment. And one of the paladins says, ah, a tough one, eh? And draws his sword. And you see now when he draws his sword that it's glowing with radiant light. It's blinding to look at. And you can feel the heat of it from 10 feet away. Hey, Luke. Yeah? How far did he get away from them? Um, he got about 120 feet from you. Are we able to see this? Yeah. Okay. And, and I see the glowing sword, right? Uh, yeah. Am I able to do anything before we like go into initiative here? Are we going to go into initiative here? Yeah, we are. Gonna go oh, I had... Okay. <laughs> can I do something first, or should I... Well, I'll give you a chance to do something. Everyone can take an action before we do that. I whisper to Dina, how close do you want to be? What? I grabbed Dina and I'm going to dimension Doris. <laughs> Amazing. So that we're within 60 feet. Okay. Go ahead, Dina. Uh, um, I didn't realize it was my turn. Um, let's see. All right. I'll give you a moment to think. Yeah. Give me a second. 
Yeah. Jerisa, what are you doing? Well, I'm farthest away. Mm-hmm. So about 120 feet. Yeah. Okay. Well, since I saw the horses gallop away, I'm going to go back towards where Dina and Dave were. Where they teleported to or where they were before? Where they were before, where I okay. remember them being. So you just see a puff of smoke. Yeah. In the <laughs> night, you see them disappear in a puff of smoke. And then you glance around and see they've appeared 60 feet away. Sweet. I will go ahead and run towards them, I guess. Okay. So you're just going to dash the 60 feet? Yep. Okay. And then uh, Casper. Oh, boy, don't I. Don't I know it. I'm going to preemptive strike. I'm going to preemptively kick this paladin in the head. I'm going to hold that till initiative. If that's the case, then I will prepare. If he gets to, if he swings first, I will prepare a dodge. Okay. And then do you know what you're doing, Dina? I just found a flaw in my plan. You could just blade ward yourself. That's a good idea. Actually, no. Dina is going to cast Mage Armor on herself because that makes the most sense for preemptive actions. All right. Roll initiative. 13. Ooh, 21. So Dave, 21. 15 for Jersa. Casper rolled a nine. I'm going to blame my, my fictional My Little Pony character on my, da- on my bad rolls tonight. All right, hold on. Let me get the stat blocks. Okay, we are ready. All right, Dave, you are first. All right, Dave extends his hands up into the air, and and uh, out of the the darkness from his cloak emerge these um, long kind of spectral tentacles that shoot out this incredible distance at an incredibly fast speed towards two different paladins. Um, this is my Eldritch Blast. I'm firing one at the guy who has his sword drawn against Bryce, and then one against whoever's closest to him. That is a 17 to hit. That is a 16 to hit. So both of your Eldritch Blasts ping off of their armor. They kind of deflect. um, And there's a flash of radiant light from the armor. And then the champion who's got his sword drawn doesn't even look back. But the, the other one does. And he pulls on the reins and the horse turns toward you. Jersa, it's your turn. Oh, I'm sorry, Dave, were you done? Did you have anything else you wanted to do? I think I would move about 15 feet away from Dina, just so that we're not clumped up. Okay. All right, Jerusa. Listen, listen, we're we not the enemy, all right? You see that barn that you were just in? We were trying to warn you about the whatever they're trying to summon in there, all right? That is not some spring fling. That is a cult. Honest, honest, honest to God. Make a persuasion check. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh. 18. All right. Uh, well, you won't know his response until his turn. Is there anything else you're going to do? I'm going to just use patient defense, which is just a prepared dodge. Okay. In case he attacks. And then Dina, it's your turn. Okay. So how close to are these guards on horseback or paladins on horseback? They're about... 10 feet from each other. Okay. So I can only choose one. I had I had a fun thought, but it's not going to work because they're not clumped together the way I wanted them to be. It's all right. I'm just going to, essentially because of how Jarsa is trying to be persuasive, I'm going to hold off using magic missile 
until Mm -hmm. I get a reaction from them. And if they seem to back down, I'm going to hold off. Casper's turn. Oh, really? Yeah, they rolled terribly. Wow. I guess I'll take this opportunity to... I'm going to help in Jers' persuasion by wild shaping back into myself, basically lifting my hands above my head in surrender and saying something to the effect, I apologize, I apologize, but seriously, they were getting ready to summon something terrible from hell inside the barn, and we were just trying to get your attention. We were, we were trying to incriminate, you know, trying to, trying to, to help. You all are quite intimidating fo- figures, aren't you? Okay, uh, make a persuasion check as well. It's so scary. I'm in such a bad place emotionally. Oh, that's better. That's a that's a 14. All right. Uh, anything else you're going to do? Prepare a dodge if he swings. So now it's the paladin's turn. Um, the one that is turned away says to the one in the middle, for some reason, I think they're telling the truth about the about the folks in the barn. And the uh, the one in the middle says, Aye, but they're still undead fiends, so let's deal with them first, and then the cultists. Dang it. And the one on the side casts a spell on himself, and it looks like the same spell as the previous one. And then he goes, ah, sure enough. And he's going to run towards, let's see, who is the closest to him? Dina, I suppose. Do I get my reactionary magic missiles? Yeah, did you roll damage? Yes, I got 14. All right, he runs at you, and the war horse just rears up and kicks at you. 22 to hit? You know, just barely. Just barely, okay. No, it, it hit me. It slammed into me like a war horse. It definitely hit me. Okay, uh, it's going to be 8 damage. Ouch. Bludgeoning damage, and I need you to make a strength saving throw. I'm used to desk work. Yeah, that's a 12. All right, you are knocked prone. Yeah. And the horse is going to step on you. Okay, so it just barely hits you with a 17. Um, And that is going to be another 11 damage. The paladin used up its action casting the spell, whatever that was. But he still draws his sword, and you see it's also shining brilliantly. And then the one in the middle is going to charge at you, Casper. Um, What are you doing? You had a saved action? Yeah, I've I've done dodge. Uh, Any attack you have made against me has disadvantage. If I can see the attacker, it has disadvantage on its attack. Oh, he has disadvantage? Yeah. Okay. Is that against one attack or all attacks? I'm pretty sure it's all attacks. Okay. So he runs up to you, and the horse kicks at you, but you dodge that really easily. Cool. And then he's going to swing down at you with this glowing sword. Does a 15 hit? Oh, just barely. Let me make a dexterity save. Oh, what does that do exactly? It has to beat his dexterity saving throw, and he has advantage on his dex save. Oh, I thought he just got disadvantage. It's both. Okay. That's infinitely better. Uh, that's a 19. All right. So you dodge that attack. Um, he gets a second attack. That is a 19 to hit you. Oh, boy. No, it's a 21. Okay, so you dodge both of these attacks, duck and weave out of the way of his sword. He shouts in frustration. Sit still, you damn skeleton. No. (laughs) And with that, it is the final paladin's turn. 
he casts a spell. He holds up a holy symbol, and this radiant light shines out from it in all directions and creates a kind of a halo of light around the heads of himself and the other two. All right, and we are back to Dave. Somewhat frustrated with his previous attacks, um, Dave plunges his hands down into the earth and a shadow in the soil, a blast of like uh, shadowy energy comes out. And this time it's like a large tentacle, but it's like covered in eyes now that you can see it. One of those goes straight towards the one that's attacking Dina and and that one misses terribly um, <laughs> with a 10. And then the second one will do the same thing, but this one's going to target the one who just cast a spell. And that one also misses terribly. Oh no. Yeah, not doing too well. Dave will back up another 30 feet away. That's all. Okay, Jerseth. I'm going to go ahead and attack the one closest to me, which I think is the one attacking Dina too, right? Uh, yes. Then I'm going to, yeah. Can I reach him? Oh, you sprinted up to be next to them, right? So yeah, you're you're close to him. No, I mean, he's on a horse. Can I reach him? Yes. I'm going to... I'm going to smack him, man, real hard. Ah, 17. That's a miss. Let me attack again. Jeez. 18? Barely hits. Oh, my yes. gosh. Finally. All right. And that's going to be... Oh. All right. That's nine damage. And then a bonus action... Attack again. Actually, I'll try to use Stunning Strike. That's a con save. So he just needs to beat 15. It's not too bad. So you leap into the air. Uh, you have like a six-foot vertical jump. And you spin around, and your heel connects with his nose. Ooh. And his helmet falls off his head, and his eyes go blank. Um, and he falls out of the saddle onto the ground. Yeah! He's got 35 hit points. Take care of him. All right, fine. I'll hit do flurry of, bl flurry of flows. <laughs> blurry of flows. Do you have advantage if he's prone? Yeah, do I have advantage? Uh, yes. Oh, sweet. Uh, oh, man. 17. He's on the ground, but I still miss. Punch the plate armor. Ah! I, I was just about to say, I punched the armor and hurt my hand. <laughs> well, but it, a flurry of blows gives me two attacks anyway, so. All right, so 18, that hits. That's another seven damage. Sweet. If, if that's all for you, it's Dina's turn. Dina is on the ground. So, Dina, you've just watched this. This horse that just kicked you in the face, its rider fell off. But you can see the horse, and you can see the horse is rearing up, um, shocked by its master being dismounted, and its attention is turning towards Dursa. The horse, I guess, is actively hostile against me, though, even though it's distracted. It didn't stop being hostile. Correct? No, it's hostile, yeah. Yeah, doesn't work then. Never mind. I'm going to stand up and, I guess, cast firebolt at the downed paladin so it's a, a dex save on his part he automatically fails oh yeah that's right because he's prone <laughs> i just did 18 damage 
Anything else? I'm going to get as, like, I'm going to back up the 30 feet or whatever away. Okay. Casper. So both uh, both of these fellows, obviously, is, is it just one guy in front of me or two guys in front of me? Um, one guy is right in front of you, attacking you, and the other guy is 10 feet away. Cool. Perfect. I, I reach out my hands again, and I say, listen, I know this looks bad. I know all of this looks really, really bad, and I know you are bound by some kind of sacred oath to, uh, to do away with individuals who look like me, and I get that. I really do. But I need you to trust me in saying, I don't want this as much as you don't want this either. I'm trying to get away from this as fast as you are too, and there are real dangers up in that barn right now. So we can stand out here all day and squibble and squabble, and you can keep swinging at me, and I'll keep dancing away. That is totally fine. But you could very well really lose the opportunity at taking down a cult of demon-worshipping monsters up in that barn right now. Your choice. And I cast slow. Okay. On all four, on all four of them, both paladins and both horses. All right, did they get a save? In the zone in front of me. It is a wisdom saving throw. Oh, and I need the horses to do that too. Yeah, horses have to do it too. Okay, let me roll for the champions first. What's the DC? Uh, DC is 16. The paladin in front of you uh, resists. His horse does not. And then the reverse is true for the one that's further away. That guy is slowed, but his horse is not. Okay. Can I get some persuasion? That's still helpful. Can I get some persuasion for the the appeal to their better natures? You used your action to cast the spell, so no. I did, didn't I? I'm about to get flattened. Oh, boy. That was my appeal to their better natures. Okay. Please. Remind me what slow does. I alter time around up to six creatures of my choice in a 40-foot cube within range. Each target succeeds on wisdom saving throw. An affected target's speed is halved. It takes a negative two penalty to their AC and dexterity saving throws, and it can't use reactions. On their turn, they can either use an action or a bonus action, not both. All right. It is now the paladin's turn. So um, one is on the ground stunned. He's lying on the ground, uh, his face in the mud. Um, and then his horse, though, is going to try to attack you, Jerisa. Does a 16 hit? Uh, I th it matches, so yes. I guess, yes. So you are going to take a hoof in the face, and that's going to do uh, ooh, 14 damage. And then, let's see, the paladin at the front facing Casper. His horse is going to try to kick you again. Uh, does a 16 hit you, Casper? I wonder, yes. Ooh, another 14 damage. Jeez. So it slow motion kicks you, and then the paladin is going to swing at you. 13 damage. And another attack. Another hit. And another 15 damage. Okay. And you feel this magical energy just coursing through your body as he slashes through your ribs. Um, you hear them snapping. Okay. And then finally, the guy at the back is going to go. 
So he holds up a holy symbol, and a bolt of light shoots towards you, Casper. But the bolt flies over your head. Is that casting time one action? No, no. I, I roll. I roll. Okay, roll. That happens on the next turn. Okay, so he slowly reaches up, and energy starts to glow from his holy symbol in slow motion. And he says, Curse you, evil. You have to wait till next round to hear the rest of that sentence. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. It is Dave's turn. All right, listeners. Welcome back to Dave's Combat Corner. This week, can Dave roll a natural nine or higher after getting below that <laughs> on the last five rolls? <laughs> I'm gonna fire. Uh, Dave, Dave looks excessively frustrated at this point. Um, you know his attacks are just useless against these creatures, uh, and so he just pulls open his tome and he opens it up. And this time, the blast flies out of the pages of the book. The first one against the one that slowed. So I guess I don't have to roll a natural nine here. <laughs> well, that's really good because that's a that's a seven. Plus nine is 16. Okay, and he... And that's the slowed he one. He has a penalty from slow, right? Minus... He's a negative two AC. Yeah, so, so that's exactly enough. exactly enough. enough. Yep. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> So still can't roll a natural nine, but at least I hit this guy. Okay, so he takes 13 damage from that. And okay. then I'm going to use repelling blast, which can knock him 10 feet away in a straight line. So I'm hoping that takes him off his horse. Okay, so he goes hurtling off the back of his horse. In slow motion. Yeah, in slow motion. Uh, I'm going to write it down now. When he lands, he's going to take eight damage. Okay, next attack. Um, I rolled an 18 on the next guy. <laughs> okay. Oh, thank the <laughs> Lord. So, that hits. so he, takes, he takes 14 damage. Uh, and this time I'm going to use grasping. And so I'm going to pull him 10 feet back. So, Casper, you see this guy, he just cut into you, and you see him pulling back his sword to strike again, and suddenly, this black... Well, describe it for me. It's like a, it's like a black sort of spectral uh, tentacle, and it, like, it, it shoots forward, and it, it, it hits him in the arm, and wraps around his arm, and yanks him from his sword arm off the horse. <laughs> okay, so all of a sudden, you just see him get yanked out of view. In slow motion, you see the horse turn its head to the side to look up at its back and go <laughs> <laughs> and at about the same speed the horse and I turn our heads back towards Dave uh, towards where this guy was yanked toward our heads turn in about unison speed <laughs> what Dave is that your turn that is my turn alright Jersa alright how's this guy on the the stunned guy on the ground looking he's not bloody yet okay so i'm goofy. gonna jump on top of him pretty much like on top of his chest right i'm gonna his helmet's off his head already right yeah i'm gonna just hit him in the head i'm not trying to kill him repeated punches okay and you notice in the in the moonlight you can kind of see a little bit and he has just really luscious long hair <laughs> like fabio here 
that you're punching mm. in the back of your head. But go ahead and make your attack. Could probably sell that hair for four gold. <laughs> was was that to keep me from punching him? <laughs> I take out a pair of scissors. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> free real estate. Uh, Unique fighting style. It, Haircut plus punching. <laughs> Oh, in man. the middle of the fight. I think Luke wants you to kiss him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the paladin would appreciate your undead lips. Ooh, ooh, right. nice and cold and uh, clammy. Nice! That is That's a good. dirty 21. Okay. So that will be six damage. And then I'm going to do it again. Um, That hits again. Mm. Seven damage. And then one more time. <laughs> Dang it. Dang, two 17s right in the row. And another seven damaged. So that's 20, 20 damage to the head. Oh my gosh. Just as you finish beating the back of his head, he pulls his face out of the mud. You see blood streaming out of his nose um, down his chiseled jaw, and he spits out a curly white tooth and starts to come to. Dina. Dina's mourning the destruction of this handsome man. (laughs) No. Okay. So spatially, is there a way that I can move to angle myself where I could get both of these paladins in a line with a ray type spell that goes in a line? Yes. Let's see. You'd have to move 50 feet. Well, in that case, I guess I'm going to go with Cloud Kill instead. So I'm going to catch them up in some horrible yellow-green gas. All right, you think that if you center that on the second one's horse, Mm -hmm. you can hit both of them. Yeah, because it's got a 20-foot radius. Uh, Oh, no. It's just 20-foot radius. It'd be hard to do this. You could hit both of them, but it'd be hard to do it without hitting Casper. No, because they got flung away from him. No, go for it. Yeah. So I'm going to do it. The noxious yellow and green gas lasts for as up to 10 minutes or for the duration of my concentration. Okay. The glowing halo that was above them has vanished as the second or the third paladin was sent flying in slow, slow motion from his horse. They make concentration saves now? Constitution saving throws. Oh, they rolled bad. Yes. Okay, an 11 and a 12 on the paladins. Uh, yeah, that's below my 16. And then on the horses, a 10 and a 14. So yeah, they all fail. She's counting on her fingers. That's not good. No, I'm just bad <laughs> at math. 37 damage. 37 damage. All right. The horses begin foaming at the mouth and blood pours from their eye sockets and they both start twitching and go into an epileptic fit and then collapse on the ground. And if they don't get out of the cloud, it's going to hit them again next turn because the cloud continues until I'm done with it. And then the two, the two paladins begin choking and coughing um, and one of them vomits, but they're still up. And Casper, this cloud of poisonous gas surrounds you. And for a moment, you start panicking. Uh, You try to hold your breath 
Um, and then after a second, you realize it's not affecting you at all. You're undead. It's a constitution spell. It can't hurt you. No, it's poison. I guess there are, I guess there are some upsides to all this. Noting uh, poison immunity down on my character sheet. <laughs> all right, Casper. Nearest. So all the horses have just KO'd. No, yeah. well, the one that's over by um, Jersa is still. The pretty hard. man's horse. Okay, cool. The one that is slowed and furthest, and the one that got pushed away from me, I'm going to use my movement to get to him. Okay. So I'm going to drag him the next 10 feet out of the cloud. You're going to drag him out of the cloud? And I drag him out of the cloud. Make an athletics check. What are you doing? Uh, that is a, that was a 14. That's a 17. Okay. He doesn't know what you're doing um, and resists you. He pulls away. Listen. Any longer in this cloud and you're dead. I promise you that. With anyone else, with any other fiend you've come across, try to convince you not to die. I doubt it. Now I'm telling you now, we are unlike any other thing you could have possibly come across in your entire time wearing that armor. Now I'm asking you to leave us alone and go after the cultists or die in the cloud. I don't care. Make a persuasion check. That's a 16. He stops resisting and lets you drag him out of the cloud um, and then turns over and vomits again in the grass. I don't know if I'm winded. I'm a skeleton. You think you are. <laughs> I don't really have lungs. Paladin's turn. The paladin that D Jersa is sitting on top of is going to try to throw you off. So Jersa, make an athletics check. Uh, that is an 18. All right. He slips out from under you pretty easily. What? He's nimble in that plate armor. No, he's strong. Uh, he's going to swing at you. Uh, 14. Miss. Okay, you duck his sword. and um, You feel the heat of it on your head as it goes blazing over you. And it is going to be his horse who is going to kick you from behind and miss. And then... The other paladin gets up and calls out, Halt! And that's all he's going to do. And then the final paladin is flying through the air in slow motion. And you hear the rest of his sentence, which is, <laughs> Evil fiend die! And you see a bolt of energy shoot off towards where Casper was a few seconds ago. Um, and then he slowly <laughs> bounces off the ground. <laughs> so he starts slow motion crawling towards the edge of the cloud. But he's still about five feet inside the cloud. All right. And with that, it is Dave's turn. So this guy is slow motion crawling out of the cloud. <laughs> and then from the mist beyond, there's a shadow. <laughs> As another blast shoots out towards him. And that is, unfortunately, only a 17 to hit him. Although, is he still slowed? Okay, it still hits, because the lower one was, was the 8, so it's a 17 to hit. So he still gets hit. He gets knocked 10 feet back into the cloud. Okay, so the tentacle yanks him and pulls him, um, and his limbs are flailing in slow motion. <laughs> um, as he's pulled backwards. 
he takes he takes seven damage from that and then the other tentacle is gonna go for the um not for the paladin attacking Jersa, but the horse um that is a uh 27 to hit and the horse takes nine damage and that's my turn uh Jersa. so i would have heard the paladin say halt right can I tell that he's talking to his men or to me? Yes. Okay. Are you going to listen to him? <laughs> no, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> that was the cheekiest thing. You're going to listen to him, hey? Mm-hmm. No, I'm not going to say that. That's so stupid. We've just been in battle. I just knocked his tooth out of his face. That chiseled jaw. His beautiful, beautiful face. What is the guy that I've been punching? What is he doing? So he's stood up, but when his... Captain yelled, halt. He looks over at him and starts to slowly lower his sword, but you can tell he's still guarded. He looks like he's waiting to see what you're going to do. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the same thing. I'm going to kind of pause, see if I can like take a step back and hold a dodge again. Okay. Uh, Dina. Dina looks around at the battlefield as it is and lets go of the cloud kill spell it doesn't dissipate immediately it is a heavy sort of vapor and it will slowly dissipate over time but in order to speed up that process dina is going to cast gust and sort of push the cloud away from the poor guy that just got knocked further back into it what happens is it appears to kind of neutralize, so it changes from a sickening green color and it suddenly just turns into like a gray mist and begins to drift away. And the man on the ground, he slow motion starts vomiting. Oh, Ew. oh, oh, I, uh, I guess it's my turn. Um, I, end, I end slow. The retching speeds up. Oh. <laughs> oh visceral. What is the status of this fight? The paladin, the paladin captain sheathes his sword and he goes, I don't know what you are. Oh, it wasn't Irish before, was it? No, I think it was. Was it? Kind of. I thought I was, I was aiming for Welsh. (laughs) I don't know what you are, but you saved my life. Man, the one that was in the cloud finishes his retching. The other one that was fighting with Jersa retrieves his helmet, gets back on his horse, but they start walking back towards the barn. Um, And as they do, you see the cultists are leaving the barn. You hear one of them shouting, Great festival, you got everybody. That's all. See you next year. And they start to disperse, and the paladins head after them.